This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yesterday, Finland announced that the country would be applying for NATO membership ASAP, and it is expected that Sweden will follow suit very soon, which, you know, in a lot of ways is kind of amazing, really. Uh, one of the main, many reasons, and there's a number, that Putin has put forward for why he invaded Ukraine was the expansion of NATO and how concerning it was to him. Well, now, um, the invasion itself has actually caused the expansion of NATO, at least according to Finland and Sweden. So, um, But this is this is a big, big, big development in this whole situation regarding European security. And to walk us through it, uh, we have Ferry de Kerkhove joining us, who is a senior fellow at the Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa. Ferry, thanks so much for joining us once again. Appreciate your time, sir. With pleasure. It's only 29 degrees and sunny in Ottawa. Is it really? Yeah, I just made you jealous, just to make sure that we start this conversation on a good footing. <laughs> well, it's not like it's not like we're paupers in this regard today, at least. It's a pretty nice day out here, Ferry. I mean, it's not like that, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, this really is um, yeah. probably the, certainly the fastest um, reorganization of European security and probably the biggest since the end of World War II, right? I have to say that we can be grateful to Putin for having re-strengthened this alliance called NATO, which a few years ago Macron called it a dead entity, if you recall. Yeah. So, you know, Putin is a disaster, but it's, uh, he's quite good to strengthening the alliance to the point of having both Sweden and Finland applying. We'll see exactly where Sweden and how it's doing it, because they are in tandem, these two, because you have to understand that partly the, the Swedish... Uh, Prime Minister would explain to you that the fact that Sweden has never become a member of NATO is also to be supportive of Finland, not leaving Finland stranded, considering its long-term difficult, hazy relationship with Russia. Because after all, Finland was part of the Russian Empire for quite a while. They tried after the, after the Bolshevik Revolution to part ways. Uh, I won't go into the details of the history, but then during the Second World War, because the Russian had kept on trying to reconquer Finland, which had played with independence, uh, the, the Finns sided with the German, which was understandable because the Russian and the Soviet were attacking, but at the end of the war, this, this didn't play well. And both, on both the First, war, First World War and the Second World War, the, the Russian nabbed part of the country uh, to the point if you look at both wars you have about 12% of the earlier territory of Finland belonging to Russia. I presume that it, rings, it reminds you of something like uh, you know South Abkhazia in Georgia, like uh, Transnistria, like what's happening in Luhansk. So the Soviet Empire has always played the same role in a way uh, when it came to its westerly neighbors. So, but coming back to the fundamental uh, it is considerable because you're talking about over over a thousand kilometer of border with russia and so now nato is even surrounding to use putin expression even more than than heretofore so the the miscalculation of putin on 
both the war in Ukraine and both the NATO panic is, is really remarkable for a guy who's been in control for his country for 20 years under a very strong dictatorship. So what, obviously he's not going to be uh, happy with this development at all. What does it, what does he do next? Because it seems like every step just came, seems to backfire on him. I mean, what do we anticipate? He said, um, what did he say, symmetrical response? What does that mean? Well, it's, it's, I think it means that the war in Ukraine is going to continue, even if, uh, you know, the losses the Russians have, have faced are, are continuing to grow uh, to the point where you wonder whether there was less soldier on the 9th of May because so many had been killed and so many were engaged in, in the battle against Ukraine. But I think the, the, the key aspect will be, because after all, there, you know, given the role, the relationship that Finland and, Ukraine and Russia have, had over the years, I'm sure there are still some very pro-Russian people there, although they seem to be dwindling, since now we're talking about 82% of the Finns wishing, wishing to join NATO. Yeah. But I, I think you're going to have a, a very strong uh, cyber attack. You're going to have... I, I'm not sure exactly what could be done, whether in the Arctic, because uh, Finland does have, uh, you know, some space on the Arctic, not as many as, as the Swedes and the Norwegian. But so to what kind of pressure? You have to understand that Russia knows Finland very well, because during the Cold War, Finland was the go-to, the go-in-between, but at the same time, the country that, that gave in to what was called Finlandization. I think the, the, the president, Kekoen, if I remember his name right, was the guy who was controlling all by himself the relationship with Russia. When I was in, in, in Russia from 92 to 95, and I had been to Russia before that, the Finns were both the, the locus of spying between East and West, but there was also the guys who did the deal between East and West. Uh, when you had problems of currency, problem of control, problem of goods, the Finns were always the go-between. If you wanted to make a deal in, with the Russians right. during the Soviet era, you had to go to the Finns. So, so the nexus of relationship is quite extensive. So that may mean that Brother Putin can do some, some damage, but I, I, I really don't know. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Because... Well, I, Finland is already so well integrated within the European Union, because after all, it is a member of the EU already, and it, and it has some various uh, arrangements with, with the European Union, and therefore, uh, and its relationship with Germany has made it a full-fledged partner. Uh, Nokia has allowed it on its own nearly to rebuild the economy of Finland. So there, there's, there's a lot of mischief that can be done, but I do not expect Brother Putin to start invading a country that has, is going to join NATO, can they do some mischief before it is actually enacted? That's a question that needs to be addressed. But I think the way things have gone 
in Ukraine. Why would Russia start trying to nibble part of Finland? Because I, I think that it would precipitate a, a, an immediate decision of, of NATO to acquire, to, to integrate with Finland, and the mess or the military reaction could be extraordinary. But you know what? Tell me how you predict Putin, and I'll tell you what you're going to swim in tomorrow. You know, it's, exactly. It's, that's the fundamental problem. But I, I think you started very well the, the whole conversation by saying it is a disaster for Putin. It is a disaster. It, it's a, you know, he, he, it's, it's to prevent Ukraine from becoming a member of NATO. Yeah. We've all recognized privately that, you know, uh, sorry, Ukraine and NATO would be too much of not a gamble, but a, an aggressive, uh, or, you know, res response or, or attack on, on, the, on the Soviets or the Russian or, the, or Putin. But, but the, 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 NATO, the NATO and Finland and Sweden you know, the, that's huge from any standpoint, from the Atlantic Alliance, from the, the quality of the thinking that is going to go through now in terms of how you rebuild the alliance over and beyond the, the American contribution. You know, the European common defense uh, is, is something that is going to grow. They'll find some new ways of doing things with the American, but at the same time, sustaining more and more a European part of the, of the alliance, because you can, all, you can rely on the U.S., but you can also think that maybe Brother Trump is going to be back in two, three years, and there you could, be, you could see a much greater mess. So I think this joining is going to be bigger than what we already see now that is, that is happening. Uh, so it's, it's a threat for, for, for Putin. It's, uh, you don't forget also that Finn is not just a nice little country with a few people. It also has, because of its neutrality, a quite powerful military. Right. You're talking about 900,000 people. You're talking about, you know, the F, uh, F-18. You've got their, their buying F-35. We're talking about a powerful entity that has always had to be actually more armed than members of the alliance. The same thing with Sweden, who has its own, you know, military production. So we're talking about increasing the width, the breadth, and, and of course, the, the, the space of defense from NATO, but you're also adding some very, very good partners in the process. That's the thing, Frey. It's not like you're bringing in some, some weak sisters here. These, these will actually be very important contributors to NATO. Um, and do you, do you anticipate more moves like this? I mean, there are other countries like, you know, you say we've talked about Ukraine, and that's going to be a, a quagmire that will probably take years to resolve. But yeah. do you see no, NATO continuing to grow? Well, what I'm more worried about in the short term is because, you know, the decision to join is, uh, has to be uh, unanimous. And we've already seen Erdogan from Turkey who is saying, well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Well, on the other hand, he's got to remember that both Sweden and Finland were uh, the, the one to support, uh, particularly Sweden and Finland, even though they were not members of the alliance. They were very supportive of, of uh, you know, Turkey becoming member of NATO. So I don't know whether there'll be a nice tit for that. I'm more worried about the guys like, uh, you know, the Hungarians saying, oh, well, this is adding to the threat or whatever. So I'm more worried about that than I am by anything else. But in terms of further enlargement, 
Uh, I think we're reaching pretty much the, you know, the, the max. What, about 30, 30 countries or even more than, more than 30 countries in Europe now. Uh, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out which one is missing unless you want to put some of the Maghreb <laughs> countries in it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Ferry, thank you so much for the insight. I always enjoy it. With pleasure. All the best. You too. And enjoy the weather. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> That is Ferry de Kerkov, who is just a wealth of knowledge on all things Russia, NATO, Eastern Europe. He's uh, he's a fantastic guest. He's a senior fellow at the Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa.